Hello and welcome to Front Page Radio with your host, international author, broadcaster, and journalist Dan Wooding, the founder of Assist Ministries and the Assist News Service. Dan, who was born in Nigeria of British missionary parents, was raised in England and later worked for some of Great Britain's largest newspapers. He has been a journalist covering the world for some 47 years now with a focus on persecuted Christians and missions. And now, here's Dan Wooding with today's guest. Welcome to today's program, and we have a Hall of Fame vocalist and a five-time Grammy winner, Larnell Harris, and he's just released his first memoir, and it's already became the bestseller on Amazon in less than a week of its release. It's called Shaped Notes, How Ordinary People with Extraordinary Gifts Influence My Life and Career. Larnell, thank you so much for being on the program. Well, it's a pleasure. Now, this is an extraordinary title. You know, you're not an ordinary person. God's really gifted you with an amazing voice. But um, you, in, 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 in the book, you, you share some painful memories, including one where you pointed a toy gun at your dad. Uh, tell us about that. Well, i, I got to tell you, uh, growing up relationships... Uh, are are something else they were then they are now and of course there's a little boy uh, running around with cap guns strapped to his uh, uh you know strapped to his hip uh, would not did, would not and did not understand those dynamics but um you know as couples do they were having one of those uh, heated discussions <laughs> And I can remember where I was standing. Uh, you know, some things just don't don't ever leave you, I guess. But I, I can remember where I was standing, and they were arguing on the porch. And I was uh, there were about four or five steps that uh, that ran up to the porch, and and I took out my little toy gun that had those little uh, circular wrapped, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, little little. Uh, uh, points of gunpowder or something and when you clicked your gun it would hit that little pop hit that little point and pop so i this this was going on with my mom and dad and i pointed my little gun at 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 both of them and pulled the trigger and this thing went off pop little pop <laughs> and dad turned around and he looked at me and walked off the porch and walked out of the yard. Huh. And and you know what? I really believe that that was one of the things that started that started my dad on a path to a, a better life. And what I mean, a life with Christ. My mom prayed for him. I got to tell you. And again, I was a little guy at her at her knee. But listening to her pray for him, even I knew that he didn't. Even I knew that he didn't have a chance. And he became, he became a Christian and became the, the spiritual head of our home. Uh, it got to the point where uh, our pastor would want my listen would want my dad to go with him to the hospital or to various places huh, wow. to visit and to pray with people. In, in in later years as he grew. And you know what? Guess what little boy needed to see that? The one standing there with dual guns on his hip <laughs> with little caps in them. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where was this? Uh, where, where were you raised? And I was raised in a little town, Danville, Kentucky. It's about 80 miles from here. 
and uh, I was just over there just a few days ago. I have an aunt there that is in her 90s. Um, when I was a kid, I thought that besides my mom, this was the prettiest woman in the world. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and my cousin is still there. And so every once in a while I drop in there. You know, we, I've, I've been so fortunate to be able to live, uh, you know, that close to home. And, and that's really how this whole, that's really how this started. I, the people have been talking to me about a book for years, and I'm going, listen, uh, Larnell, uh, I can hear it now. Larnell grew up in Danville, Kentucky. Boy, there's no story there. Move on. <laughs> there's nothing there. But you know what? There was a story in all of those people in that little town, including my mom and dad, who spoke into my life. They were teachers, uh, they were uh, the principals, they were uh, uh, friends of the family, they were pastors um, that God put in my life. Just, And he's still doing it. <laughs> he is still doing it. There are people that God has put in my life over the years. And, I'd, and every time I'd make the trip to Danville, and drive the 80 miles back here to Louisville, Kentucky, I drag home another memory. And, and, and I simply wanted to, uh, when I figured out what all this was about, that God was doing this, I simply wanted to use two little words to, to say to, to, to all of those folks. And, and those two little words are just, just, just thank you, man. Thank you for, for obeying God and speaking into the lives of kids. Well, you also mention in the book about the time your dad was going to jail for bootlegging and your mother was crying out to God during those times. Can you describe what that was like? Oh, gee, all of that. Listen, we're talking about a series of things here. This is all along the same the same timeline, it, it, it seems. But I remember, uh, I remember when um, when the police came and uh, and took my dad uh, off to prison, and, um, and that was that was a that was a tough time. But my mom had been praying for him all along and praying for a better life for all of us. And um, and I could only, you know, I told uh, uh, some friends of mine I could only have shared that story. Um, uh, uh, you know, I only shared that story because it ended in victory. <laughs> there was a cycle broken. Uh, my dad's dad had some issues with, with uh, the law. My dad had some issues with the law. You know what? I did not. My, 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 uh, uh, one of my dad's brothers had some issue with the law. My little cousin did not. So I, I, my, my dad is really uh, right up there with my mom my hero. If there's a hero in this book, it's those two people. My dad probably finished the eighth grade. My mom the, uh, probably finished the third grade. But they had more wisdom than in their little finger than most people I know. Huh. But my dad is a hero because he allowed, and, and, and they allowed the prayers of the Lord to, to help him break a cycle. I didn't go to prison. You know what I mean. I, other than other than to sing and to uh, uh, other than to sing and praise the Lord and to encourage uh, uh, prisoners 
behind bars that they can even be free there. And in fact, I've met some who are probably more more free than those on the outside. But I could not have shared that story had it not ended in victory. And it ended victory because it broke a cycle. And uh, boy, am I proud of my dad. <laughs> We're speaking with uh, Lanell Harris. He's got a new book called Shaped Notes and has some extraordinary stories in there about people who, ordinary people who influenced his life. And when I started as a journalist many years ago, Lanell, my first ever interview was with Coretta Scott King. And she was due to speak at St. Paul's Cathedral in London at the, uh, at the memorial service for Dr. King. And uh, I was very moving because I didn't know so much, you know, being raised in Britain, didn't know so much about what had been happening with the civil rights movement. And then shortly after, I was able to interview the great Mahalia Jackson. And sadly, a few days later, she died. Um, she was in London. She went over to Paris and apparently had a heart attack and passed away. But um, how were you affected in those days, coming from an African-American background, Larnell, with your career? Were, were, you, uh, were you having rough times? There were times that were rough. I mean, um, the whole issue of racism speaks of rough times, you know. To think that someone, anyone, could think that they are better than, than another human being uh, is is just outside my purview. I mean, I just that, that's just way outside my per, my pay grade. But I have run into uh, 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 issues of racism, and and I think that that is why, um, uh, you know, I don't talk about that much in the concert. There's, you know, uh, we just we just do our best to worship, praise the Lord. Tony Evans, a good friend of mine. <laughs> talks about uh, there are no white Christians or black Christians. They're just Christians. And so when I go to concerts, that's what I do. Hmm. But I do those. Uh, uh, a part of what is happening, I pray, that as the Holy Spirit speaks through speaks through, through the music, is that there's a heart change. You know, um, you can legislate opportunity. You cannot legislate love. It has to come. And the only way that I know it comes and 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 I have based my life on it, and and the and the ministry that God has given me on this one thing, and that is that to change a person, you must change their heart. Mm. There's got to be some DNA uh, rearranging, and uh, uh, I, I pray that through the music and through the uh, uh, great people like you, like you have been able to interview regarding this issue. Um, have uh, are, are, are stay in the place where they can challenge humankind to put themselves in the place where God can do His work in their hearts and, their, and in their lives. You know that's that's where real love comes from. I mean, how can you, uh, you know, scriptures say, how, how can you love your, how can you love me? God says, when you don't love whom you know whom you don't see, and uh, and not love your brother whom you see all the time. The only way that can happen is through a change of heart. And we have the formula for that already. <laughs> we have the formula for that already. Christ in a heart makes the change. Did you ever, were you ever in danger in those days, uh, you know, when you were uh, out on the road? Did, did... Oh, I can remember a time when uh, I, I was in a group called the Spurlows, and we traveled around uh, doing uh, uh, concerts in high schools all across America. 
and then uh, we would invite those uh, kids that we played for in high school assemblies to our concert at night. Uh, it was called The Splendor of Sacred Songs, and this is just one incident. We were in a restaurant. I'm not even going to tell you the state or the city, but I've been back there um, and uh, were uh, asked to leave a restaurant because uh, the proprietor said, I cannot have blacks and whites eating together in my restaurant. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing because, I, I you know, we had our issues in Danville, but I had it, it had not been directly. It had not been direct. And here I'm standing outside with uh, other members of our group and the, and the and the owner of the restaurant pointing at me, and he said stuff like this. He said, you know, I wouldn't hurt that kid for anything in the world, but I cannot, I cannot let blacks and whites eat together in my restaurant. And, you know, uh, as opposed to having hate, I had, I, I felt this need to, um, uh, first of all, I was a little numb. You know, this was the 70s, and and I felt a little numb, but I didn't feel hate. Um, uh, uh, again, uh, I think uh, because it was beginning to well up in my spirit that this was, you know, I could I could say some hateful things to him. Our group could have said a, a bunch of hateful things to him. He would have said them back to us, and uh, we we would have parted uh, if nobody got hurt. Uh, the same place where we started, <laughs> with a with a wall between us, with a with a wall of racism between us, and it, nothing would have changed. But at that point, you know, I was growing in the Lord, and I knew that that this was this was not a fight that um, um, this was not a fight that I could that I could win by by my own strength or by the strength of this group. This was going. This was a God fight. This was. Something was going to have to change his heart, and it would be the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, I prayed for him. You weeks after that, boy, not right then, but I prayed for him. Weeks after that, and I don't know what happened to him. I pray that he met the Lord and and uh, and and allowed the Lord to take some of that venom and some of that hate out of his life. But um, but again, you know what? You can legislate. You can legislate um, uh, jobs. You can legislate opportunity. But but that kind of that kind of that kind of uh, inward venom that that hate, you know what? That's a God thing. God has to change that. He will, and He changes that through us. And I pray that over the years I have carried myself and represented God in such a way that those who had issues with with racism, who who are Christians, you know, um, uh, I, I pray that God that they w- will and have allowed God to um, to temper that. We're speaking with Lonel Harris. He's um, recently released a memoir with uh, Christine Schaub, I think it is, uh, called Shaped Notes. And in there I, I, I read that you actually lost your voice on an occasion. I can't think of anything worse for a professional singer than to lose your voice. Tell us what happened. You tell you know what? N- neither can I, and neither uh, had I at that point. It was it was a traumatic time, and um, uh, again, I was singing and singing. We were singing two or three uh, concerts a day, sometimes traveling across the the the, uh, the states, and 
and we'd go to bed to do a concert, to get up to do a concert, to do another one. And, and I just wore out. I just wore my voice out. And I had the formation of nodules. And, um, and uh, you know, I went, through the, I went through all the stages. First was anger. What are you doing? God, I don't understand. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing my best to serve you. What, what, what is this all about? And then you go through depression, you know, went through that time, that, that why me time. But all during that time, I was doing what I, what I always did. I, I loved the Bible. I was, I was really kind of a new Christian, though I, drew, though I joined church when I was 12 years old. I really didn't, really didn't understand exactly what it, was, what it meant to be a Christian until after college. And so uh, I, was, I was new Christian. I was in the Word, and I, was, and I read, and I read, and I, I just really took baths in it. I mean, I stayed with the Word. And long story short, I stayed in the Word until I understood what this was all about. This was, this was about voice. God, that was, the, that was the thing that God was using to teach me a great lesson. When I got out of college, um, I, you know, I, I was, I was the, the only thing I could think of was where my voice was going to take me. I was going to be here and, and be a star and all of those kind yeah. of things. And, and God wanted me not to depend on the voice. He didn't want me to depend on uh, the things that I, could, that I could do without him. He wanted me to trust him and... And and that's really what it was all about. So it got to a point that uh, where I could say, Lord, if you're going to allow my voice to be taken, and, and he didn't take it. You know, the Bible says that it, it, good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. So he didn't take it, but he used it to teach me the lesson that I was going to trust in him. And 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 I have to tell you that that is a lesson that sometimes... Uh, he and I still have to go over <laughs> again. <laughs> how, how long did this last then? This lasted a year, and I, oh. had to, I, I, I wrote notes. I went to doctors all over the country, and um, they would listen to a recording. The Spurlows were doing some recording, and I had recorded uh, just some demos and that kind of thing, and they would listen. They would listen. They'd say, I'm not sure that you're going to do that again. I'm not sure you're going to sound like this again. And I heard this from... Uh, from uh, ear, nose, and throat folks. I heard this from voice teachers. I heard this from speech pathologists. I mean, so this was really, um, this was really a tough time. But I, I, boy, I, Mitzi and I, and my my wife of some 46 years now, we just we got to a point. It didn't it it didn't come overnight. It took some it took some time for us to get to the point where we trusted the Lord and. And, um, uh, you know, he, he uh, allowed me to uh, use the gift that he gave, but he wanted me to use it for him. And I have done my best to do that over these years. So uh, what was it like when you did your very first concert after recovering your voice? Oh, my. It, it, you know, there was just a whole new outlook on all of it. Um, uh, I no longer w- w- was I trying to just um, sing the paint off the wall. There was there was a sense that the Holy Spirit was giving weight to these songs and to the words, and that this was uh, uh, this was not about Larnell. <laughs> this was this was about God. This was about Him. 
uh, I've come to understand that my, salva- my salvation is about him. My, my serving him is about him. Uh, everything that I am is about him. Now, I have to go over those lessons every once in a while. As I say, there are times when God has you do some inventory, and you've got to go back into a room, and there's nobody there but, he, but, but you and him. And, and, and we're going over this again. Because God loves us, it's. I, I, I think of when I was raising my, you know, when my kids were here. Uh, I love them. I, I didn't always like them, <laughs> but but I love them. And and when something would go awry uh, from a behavioral point of view, we just worked through it. You know what? I believe it's the same way with God, with my Father God. Hmm. He he just continues to uh, uh, to love and to care to care for us and to to guide us into the path that he wants us to walk. You know what? It's pretty good. Pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was fascinated to read that you were the first Christian artist to perform inside the Kremlin after the fall of the Soviet Union. Take us back there. What happened? A long, uh, 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 Let Freedom Ring was a song that I sang uh, in the Kremlin. Uh, it, this was 1991 just after the coup, and um, uh, the International Bible Society had given us a slew of Bibles just to give away in the streets. We had probably 200 choir members, and there was a whole team of us over there, and, and Dr. Billy Kim from from Seoul, Korea, um, uh, from Seoul in South Korea, uh, did the invitation. That, can you imagine? Can you imagine that doing invitation to the Kremlin? I kept saying, <laughs> if these walls, if these walls could talk, there is a lot. Uh, uh, there's probably been some talk about freedom here. It's certainly not the kind of freedom that we know back in the states, and it is, certainly has not been about freedom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, uh, you'll have to read the book in order to get all these details, but they, we were given a bunch of Bibles from the International Bible Society. Jim Gruen, who now lives, I believe, still out in Denver, Colorado, had put all of this together. He, is, he, was, he had an organization called the Worldwide Leadership Council, and what they did was they, they go into various countries, they train pastors and lay people in that country because they already know the customs they already know the language and then they go out and minister to you know to their people and he had put all this together um we had four million bibles that we were going to give away huh. and, and we were working with other teams there in in uh, in, in the in the soviet union and we when we'd give a bible to a, to one of the citizens they would take that bible and and caress it to their chest as though it, as though it had just become the most prized possession. I will never forget that. We give them. We do. We, we did a couple of concerts outside, and uh, a, a lot of young people would come. And of course, we're passing out Bibles, and I'm singing. And we're doing the choir singing, and we'd give a Bible. We'd, we'd watch these young people, and sometimes they would take that Bible and begin to tear it up. Oh. And that concerned us a little bit. And yet, what what they were doing. They they were they were not sure that everybody was going to get one, and so they would tear theirs up and and share the parts with with buddies of theirs, and they would meet back and exchange the parts. Listen, I I I I will never be the same as a result of what what happened there, and to see God work that way. I can remember as a kid in our church we would take up 
we would take up offerings to sneak Bibles in. Huh. And and the guards at the Kremlin helped us carry Bibles in out of our trucks. <laughs> so huh. Amazing. That is, a, that is a God thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, in those bad old days, I got arrested for smuggling Bibles, so I know all about that, and it's pretty scary. It so, can be. So again, the book is called Shape Notes, How Ordinary People with Extraordinary Gifts Influenced My Life and Career by Larnell Harris, uh, written with Christine Schaub. Is it, how, do you, how do you say that? Schaub? Yeah, Christine Schaub, Alexander, lovely lady. She just got married. Yes. And uh, she, uh, she is, uh, she, it was wonderful working with her. Now, uh, how, how can people get the book? You can, of course, go to Amazon and, and pick it up, and there are other, their own line, that's how their, uh, their own line books, uh, you can just do a search through that, or you can get it at Larnell, L-A-R-N-E-L-L-E dot com, Larnell dot com. It doesn't get e- any easier than that. <laughs> <laughs> and today, is your voice okay? Are you having any more problems? I'm doing great, doing wonderful. You know what? I was a voice major in school, and you still have the responsibility of, of taking care of it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing more than all right because I understand uh, uh, what I understand a little better what God is doing with my life, and that is He is having me honor Him with it. So yes. It's doing okay. Great. Well, again, rush out and get or sit at your computer and get shape notes. How Ordinary People with Extraordinary Gifts Influenced My Life and Career by Larnell Harris. Larnell, what a joy to speak with you. And uh, I pray God will use this memoir in a very powerful way. Well, thank you and enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You have been listening to Front Page Radio with international journalist Dan Wooding. If you would like a free subscription to the Assist News service, log on to www.assistnews.net. And if you would like to write to Dan, send an email to assistnews at aol.com. Tune in again for another edition of Front Page Radio on this same station.